0: Okay. So tell me, how did you decide where to sit when you came to church today? Maybe you saw someone you knew and you went to sit with them. Or maybe you always sit in the same place, which is what my father always did in church. Didn't deviate from that one spot in the pew. Or like me, I'm typically sitting back with Louise, social distancing, um, because I'm still being careful. So, hold on to that for a minute and think about it. Eight or ten years ago, I was in a workshop um, for uh, leadership training that we did at work. And this company had been hired by Nestle, I worked for Nestle, to travel around to all the different Nestle places in the world and, and do it. And it was our turn in Canada. So, we learned lots of great concepts lots of tools to use, and we are out there working with our, our, uh, our counterparts. But there was one concept that really stayed with me, and it was this. It was questions trigger the mind. That one really fascinated me, and I kept going back to it and using it in my work. So I'd start a meeting with a question, I'd ask questions during our discussions, and I'd even use questions at times when I wasn't comfortable saying something. So why not get someone else to say what you don't want to say in the the meeting, and uh, push a few buttons at the same time. They were really useful, they really stayed with me. Questions trigger the mind. So think about it. I opened with a question, and what was your first reaction? It probably made you perk up your ears. And you may have been thinking, right? It made you think. And it got you listening for what came next. As Matthew said, it perks that curiosity in us. Questions are very powerful. And I think we know that some are really easy to answer, like what color, or maybe not my top today, but what color are my pants? Well, they're black, that's easy. But then some of the hardest ones come from children. When a child might say, why is the sky blue? And you're thinking, oh, I wish I'd paid attention in chemistry and science class so that I could remember how to answer that one. But, you know, it's important. Uh, Physicist Isidore Robbie, who's a Nobel Prize laureate, once said, my mother made me a scientist. Izzy, she would say. Did you ask a good question today? Isidore Rabi's mother recognized that questions are key, that they lead to discovery. There is even an organization called the Right Question Institute, if you can believe it, and its purpose is to, it works to build a more just and equitable democracy. We strengthen people's ability to ask questions and participate in decisions that affect them. When people of all ages learn to ask the right questions, it leads to a feeling of a new sense of agency, confidence, and power. Wow, that's pretty impressive. We are moving a group of people to a whole new echelon of learning and and abilities based on questions. So by now, I think you're seeing that questions are not just important, but they're really essential for our society and for its growth. Just fascinating. I'm a bit of a scientist that way, like, so I find questions really amazing. So who here today has had questions about the Bible? Raise your hand. Okay, there you go. And that's one reason why we come on Sunday, right? We come to hear Pastor Matthew um, talk about uh, different aspects of the Bible and to have those questions answered and learn more about God's Word. So we come, and then we learn, right? Then we go home. And then we digest the message, we think about it. I'm a dietitian. again, I use lots of food-related things in my, in my presentation. So you're thinking about it, you probably talk to your family at dinner, and you, you come up with more questions. Or like me, I'm thinking about it during the week, I'm not discussing it with someone at home, but it, it really stays with me. And I think, oh, I want to ask that question, or I have that idea I want to learn more about, but I have to wait till next Sunday. But do you? And that's where Vine comes in. I'll just flip over there. It reminds you of the fact that, you know, you really have opportunities within our congregation to learn more. And at Westminster, we've been running Vine for more than five years, and it's a great place uh, to ask questions and get answers. And I'm sure many of you have participated to some degree or talked to someone who has uh, and heard about it. So it reminds me of this passage from Matthew 7:7, ask and it will be given. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. You may recognize this as part of the Sermon on the Mount, and there's lots of really great stuff in the Sermon on the Mount. There's the Lord's Prayer, the Beatitudes, and in this case, uh, Jesus is really talking about prayer, okay? But I think it fits really well with what we do in Vine, We ask the questions, we seek the answers, and then we knock, and God answers with the Holy Spirit. The basic idea of Vine is that we meet in small groups once a week, uh, discuss the message from Sunday that Pastor Matthew has provided, and we talk about it in more detail. The groups all meet at different times during the week, and they're mostly in person, but I still run a group by Zoom. So that people can participate that aren't here every Sunday or are still, um, you know, sick or social distancing. And we send out discussion questions that week. So you have them ahead. So you have time to look at them, ponder, think about them, um, look things up. And you're never surprised, basically. And then we have uh, about a 90-minute meeting together where we discuss the questions. And then we have time at the very end to finish off in prayer. So what happens when we ask these questions and discuss them in community? Well, we learn together. And it helps draw us closer, and it helps us to get to know each other better as we learn in that community. And we just talked this morning. We sang about the church is the people, right? We, that's, that's us. So that's important for us. We develop new connections and an appreciation for one another, and then we also have that time at the end to pray And additional questions always come up. It's pretty fascinating. And if you have one, likely someone else has the same question. So we have that chance to discuss. And amazingly to me, not that it's amazing really, but was how often someone in the group has an answer to the question, even if it's something about scripture. And I'm sitting there thinking, what am I going to do about that one? And immediately someone comes out with an answer. It's great. And part of that is because we are all at different stages in our faith walk and that really enriches our conversations. We have leaders to facilitate the discussion and support it, but like I said, I don't have to have all the answers as leader, that's one of the beauties of of being in a group. And we get to put that learning into action, we talk at the end about the applications, that's a big part of what we do in in small groups. So small groups are pretty cool people, I hope I'm convincing you. (laughs) I was a salesperson before my current job, so hopefully I'm getting that through to you. I know that there are, are many, many, many people in the group here who have, um, um, who have seen me, but maybe not known who I was, and vice versa, until they started getting involved in Vine. And that's how I've really got, gotten to meet more people and feel part of the church. I've heard great stories, and is one example of, as a leader too, of great stories coming out of Vine of potlucks. <laughs> uh, people who've, who've gotten together and known each other so well that they spend some time outside of the Vine group or in the Vine group, they'd have a, a little session and potluck and enjoy that time together. Um, you know, really at the end of the day, it brings joy and support to the people that it involves. And I'm happy to say I'm the first one who says I learn something new every single week. I have so much more to learn from the Bible, and I've gotten um, resources from other people that have really helped with that, too. Ideas for uh, podcasts to watch. Um, Jeff Walther's given me ideas for, um, for books to read, and I've read them and passed them on, and vice versa. Uh, Louise actually just gave me a book last week that I'm going to start reading soon. So it's just such a great way to help you learn and grow. I found it so valuable that I am now um, a leading in actually organizing Vine. I started out as a participant uh, for a few sessions and then decided that I would lead a group. And then um, this past year I decided, hey, why not? And when um, um, Hannah left and went to her new congregation, it was a chance for me to take over. So remember again, questions trigger the mind. (laughs) Writing those questions helps trigger my mind. Now, there is evidence in the Bible, um, many other places where we're encouraged to seek, to seek and find and learn. We've been talking about Proverbs recently, so that made me think this was a good one for you to consider. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight, cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God from Proverbs 2, 2 to 5. And to me, what a powerful image this paints for us, to call out for insight and cry out for that understanding and to look for it like you would for a hidden treasure, something you really value, and then find the answers in God. Our diligence and our efforts to seek to understand will really be rewarded by the Heavenly Father. Now, in the New Testament, Jesus asked lots of questions and used this to teach others. I think many times you heard him asking questions, whether it was the disciples or the Pharisees or, or people gathered around him. And Interversity Christian Fellowship leader, um, uh, what was his name? Bob Gromman, has said So from the beginning of the Bible to the end, and especially in Jesus, there is a priority of asking and seeking as the way to come to know wisdom and truth. Even more importantly, Asking and seeking are the ways to know God and to know his word. No wonder good Bible study puts an emphasis on curiosity, on asking good questions and seeking deeply into the text for answers. It is the way to know God and experience him in his word as someone who trains leaders for intervarsity, which is basically the Christian um, college organization on campuses, um, definitely around North America, probably around the world, uh, he spends a lot of time building strong faith foundations in young people and has gained this relevant wisdom from that. Spending time in the Bible helps our faith grow, it helps us have deeper conversations with each other and supports authenticity in our Christian relationships being honest with each other. Like we said, we don't have all the answers, and that's where inquiring minds want to know, and you find out, and you learn. There have definitely been times in my own life that I've had, had questions I just couldn't answer on my own. Uh, the joke in my family is that whenever we had a question or we uh, wanted to know something, we needed to know how to spell a word even, we'd go to my mom, and she'd say, why don't you go look it up? It could be just something simple, it didn't matter. She always encouraged us to go find answers on her own and asked me in this case to answer my own. I think it's, it's, it's something like that, like Isidore Robbie, like his mother asking her, her, him to ask, it's helped me to grow and to know what I need to do when I need guidance. And as a Christian, what better place to go than the Bible? So a recent example of this for me was in reading through the book of John. We had really great opportunities to go through each chapter of the book and and talk about it together and hear about it each Sunday. And one chapter that I'd like to talk about here is John 16. And this is where Jesus is talking to the disciples just before the crucifixion. And he's telling them about how he would be leaving them, uh, but that the Holy Spirit would then come after he departed and their grief would then turn to joy. And you may remember Pastor Matthew talking about joy is a diet, not a pill. Again, I'm a dietician. I love all these comparisons to food um, as one of those themes in it. And there was so much more in that chapter, in that scripture that resonated with me. And I wanted to read more. Um, so spending time reading God's word really helped me to see how I could improve my own spiritual diet, right? And, and do the things and think the things that Jesus would have me do. So one example of this would be, I was able to see where the joy is in the acts of kindness, the support to family and friends that I give. You know, are things I do every day, that's just me. But I didn't really take the time to recognize that, so it, it made me think about that. And it also helped me to consider what I need to do to refill my cup. And to have that energy to keep doing those things and supporting um, people around me. We live in a crazy fast-paced society today, and we can get so wound up in the everyday that we we just don't take the time. And that was another part of the theme, was that we we, um, expect everything quickly, instantly, and that joy comes in time. So reading John 16 again and spending time pulling it apart, pondering it, helped me to put this in perspective and realize that I do need to spend more time in the moment and also time to rest for my body and for my mind. And that, in return, takes me back to Vine and the discussions that we have there. Those discussions and the discussion we had that week helped me to answer some of those questions even more. So I had my ideas on my own, I was thinking about it, and then it kind of got solidified as we finished our discussion about the application and how to apply it to my own situation and know what to do next. Now, saying this, I realize not everybody is comfortable in small groups, and that's okay. You know, it, this might not be the right answer for you. Um, some people uh, have their own way of inquiry, answering inquiry and doing it on their own. Or it may be the right place, but it's not the right time. If you have been considering Vine and you've hesitated, I encourage you to answer this question. Why don't you join Vine this fall and see what it's like? I'd like you to take a moment and think about Um, yourself in the not too distant future, so just maybe close your eyes and think about this. You've been coming to church, and you want to grow in your learning. That's why you're here. And you feel, though, that you're treading water rather than moving forward in your discipleship up until this point. After hearing this message today, you think about what's been shared, and you decide to write down a couple of questions about the scripture and message each week going forward in order to answer them before the next Sunday. You thought you'd give it a try. Now, you picked up a study Bible, Pastor Matthew had them here last week, and you thought, okay, I'm going to go get one, and you use this to better understand the context of the reading, and it helps you find some connections with other verses in the Bible, and helps you figure out what they mean. Now you're getting excited, you're learning more, and you're feeling that you're seeing how other parts of the Bible fit together, and your curiosity leads you to more questions that need to be answered. You really look forward to coming to church each week to find another passage to explore. And as a result, a few months later, you realize that you're no longer treading water. Instead, you're becoming a decent swimmer, and you're moving forward in that development of your faith. So you can open your eyes now if you close them. Today, I trust that you've learned that questions really do trigger the mind, and that not only do we have important ones to answer in our faith, but God encourages us to seek and find these answers. It's written in the Bible. My fascination with questions I know will continue. That's just me, and I've encouraged you to think about how you approach questions in your own Christian life. What do you do with them? And as we close, I'd like to say, do reach out to me directly if you have questions about Vine. I have uh, My information actually is in the bulletin this week, and I'm in the directory. And we will be looking later in... um, We'll be starting again later in September, so later this month you'll see something go out online and in the bulletin about the fall session. So I'd like to take a moment and close with a short prayer, if you'd like to bow your heads. Heavenly Father, as we are here today in your presence, we ask that you help us to continue to grow in our faith by asking questions and learning not only on Sunday, but throughout the week. Give us that curiosity to spend time in your word, to think deeply about it, and to ask the important questions that bring us closer to you. We thank you for the supportive and caring people around us who help us grow in our faith, and for the Holy Spirit who guides us along our path. As Jesus has directed us in the book of Matthew, may we ask, seek, and knock through pair, and with each other like we do in our vine groups. In Jesus' name, amen.